Black Women's Stitch is happy to celebrate the 200th episode of the Stitch Please podcast with AccuQuilt. It's our birthday, but thanks to AccuQuilt, we're giving gifts. All September, we counted down to 200 episodes in October. Every week, we gave away one AccuQuilt Go Me fabric starter set and culminated with the grand prize giveaway of the Go Big electric fabric cutter starter set. If you are new to AccuQuilt and are thinking about investing in their system, the Ready, Set, Go bundle is your best value. Ready, Set, Go provides everything you needed to get started. An AccuQuilt Go cutter, the 8-inch cube with 8 essential dies to create 72 blocks, a die to easily cut multiple strips, squares, and diamonds. You also get a pattern book. And the best part is, at any time, you can upgrade your Go cutter to the fantastic Go Big, which is what I have where the AccuQuilt magic can happen at the touch of a button. June Taylor, a well-known name in the Notions game, is now part of AccuQuilt. Links to AccuQuilt's wonderful products can be found in the show notes. Hello, Stitchers. Welcome to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women's Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. I'm your host, Lisa Woolforth. I'm a fourth-generation sewing enthusiast with more than 20 years of sewing experience. I am looking forward to today's conversation, so sit back, relax, and get ready to get your stitch together. From Black Woman Stitch and the Stitch Please Podcast. And I am so delighted to be with you here today. And like I say every week, this is a very special episode because this episode I'm going to be talking you through some of my fall wardrobe plans for 2023. Now, these patterns are an assortment of patterns, a combination of things I already had, patterns that I bought at the recent sale at Joann's, which had McCall and simplicity, Vogue, and know me patterns on sale. So I got a few of all of those. There's also going to be some discussion of a couple of independent patterns, including the Naomi shirt dress, as well as the rush cutter. Both of these dresses are something I really like. They're made out of woven fabrics, and that's something I've been buying a lot lately. And so I'm really excited to talk with you about these patterns today. The fall is a fun season to sew for. Uh, summer is my favorite. Summer is my favorite season to sew for, but I believe fall is a close second. I really like the layering you can do in the fall. I love a nice vest. I love a pair of cozy pants for the inside or for the outside. And this fall is no exception. However, there is a bit of exception this year because y'all... I broke my ankle. I wish I had a good story. I do. I wish I had a good story. Um, but I don't. Crumble with my ankle. Okay, that's what happened. And now I am wearing a hideous boot that is designed to keep my foot from moving 
and while it heals. I'm very grateful. I was in a lot of pain for a while, but the boot got put on and um, now I'm able to move around a bit more easily, though everything just feels awkward. Um, it's awkward to kind of lumber around. My balance feels a little weird and I'm oddly tired. I don't know why I'm so tired, but I think it's because my bone is trying to stitch itself back together. So thank you very much, Tibia. I appreciate you stitching yourself back together and I want to give you all the space and encouragement to do so. I do tend to like to wear dresses and prefer dresses as a matter of course. That's just something I just prefer to sew just because I like them. I like having an easy thing to wear. You put on a dress and you're done. Also just real talk. It is easier for me to fit dresses to my body than it is to fit pants. Pants fitting is a pain in the neck for me. The standardized patterns are, as I've said many times, designed for white women from the 1940s, which is where a lot of the measurements came from. from. And I see them very acutely when I'm looking across the big four and even the big five patterns that you have a waist hip ratio that does not match my body or many black people's bodies, to be honest, that you have, I might have a waist in one size and a hip in another size. And yes, we're supposed to grade. And yes, it's great to learn those things, but I don't want to, I just don't feel like it. I want to sew something and I want to have some ease and joy in doing so. And dresses have always been that for me. Now, one exception that I have is a pair of pants I'm going to talk about. So what I want to do is to talk about the the work that I want to do in the fall to get these pieces ready so that I can enjoy them, I think, all the way through December. So if I start working on them now in the mid, early October, by the time that October is over, I'll have these to wear all of November and for much of December because December doesn't bring winter to us until close to the third week. So hopefully we'll get a chance to enjoy some moderate, nice, crisp weather, which I've really gotten used to after I left um, my home state of Florida where the seasons never changed. And I really did, I did kind of get used to um, seasons, which is, which is definitely, definitely very different, but you also get some nice fun wardrobe changes. So let me talk about the dresses that I've chosen. And then I'll look at the separates. And then finally, that one little um, set of pants, the one that there's two sets of pants that I want to talk about. So the first dress I want to talk about is a simplicity pattern, simplicity 8982. This is a very popular pattern. A lot of people were sewing this and so was I. I was one of these people. When I tell you I had this pattern, I had a beautiful rib knit cut out for it in black and gray. I cut all the pieces out, or so I thought, but when I went to make it, one important piece was missing, like the back. <laughs> it was not like, oh, let me just put these scraps together and get another facing. Oh, no, no. The back was missing. I could not find it. So I put the pattern aside thinking, you know, honestly, I don't know what I was thinking. You know how, like, if you're a person that carries a purse and there's a pen in there, you reach in there, you get a pen, the pen doesn't work. What do you do? Do you immediately throw the pen in the garbage? Or do you put it back 
into your purse. I am the person that will put the pen back into my purse. I don't know why. I don't know if I believe that somehow my purse is going to recharge the pen with ink, but it's something I do. And so I end up with a purse full of pens with no ink and it's very frustrating. Similarly, I lost the pattern piece. I lost the cutout piece. I put everything back in a bag and guess what happened? Lost the bag. Have no idea where the bag is with the pattern and the cut pieces that actually would work for the garment, which is fine because as I said before, I lost the bag. So all is to say, I really needed to redo um, 89, 82. And my hope is that I'm a bit more focused. And I like this one because it's a separate, it's a top and a skirt um, that can be both a T length or um, is T length the knee length or is T length the mid calf? I don't remember. Somebody tell me, please. But it's so cute. And there's a black woman on the cover and she's wearing this kind of mustard, simple pullover. But the sleeve, the sleeve has this beautiful, long um, cuff that really makes the whole arm pop and it kind of elevates the outfit overall. So whether I decide to do this a two piece, which I doubt I would because I like to make it easy. Uh, listen, if I have already lost the pattern twice or one time, I am, do not want to make the two pieces of the outfit and then go somewhere and have the skirt lost, which sounds a lot like something I might do. So I'm probably going to make this in the one piece, but I have seen so many people do it and it looks really fantastic. So that is one that I'm looking forward to doing. And this is made from knit fabric. So that's, I think, at the top of my list, Simplicity 8982. Another great combo is um, a separate set from um, Beauté J'adore. It's a Nomi pattern. And this is um, Nomi. It says, it was at the top of the, you know how they have the ones with the letter R at the top? But let me give you all the real number um, because that's not the numbers that they index the patterns by. So she is actually Nomi 2046. So it's ME2046. And this is a combination dress, tunic, and pant set. The great thing about it that I, I really like about it overall is I like the way that she splits up the side seams for the dress. One of the reasons I like the pant that comes with the ME2046 is that it's kind of like a, I'm not, I'm not going to say a bell bottom type, but it does have um, wide legged bottoms. So I guess you could say bell bottoms. It, there's not a, it's, it's. I'm trying to say, what's the opposite of a taper? So it kind of, instead of coming in, it kind of, it goes out. So I guess I could say a bell-bottom style. The reason I'm kind of drawn to this is because, again, I broke my ankle. And so I'm wearing a boot. And that is something I could put on. And I could put the boot on underneath it. And it wouldn't be able to show as much. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm also thinking about things that will look stylish and nice, um, but also not interfere with my limited mobility. So... Very much excited about Nomi Pattern 2046 from Butte J'adore. 
And while I'm on the Nomis, this is a dress that I made for, I made it several times. If I, when I make it again, it'll be my third time making it. And what I'm excited about this time is the first time I made it, um, I made it in a short sleeve version, but the sleeves are so dramatic. Y'all, these sleeves are so freaking dramatic. You will love this. I'm pretty sure you've seen it already, but it's ME2016 by Butasia Door. And I love the sleeve. I've made the short sleeve version twice. I love the pockets, which are large and functional. And even though it's a tiered garment, the I did not find the process of gathering the material to be very, you know, irritating. You know, sometimes that can be one of the reasons I see these really lovely three and four and five tiered dresses. I don't have the patience for all the gathering, but this one worked out really well and I will definitely do it again. The mid, the sleeve, the long sleeve version is just so fire. And one of the great advantages of doing it in the fall is that you can wear it and not need a jacket. Or I would not, for example, want to wear a jacket because the sleeves are that big and that dramatic. And I added a big sleeve head on mine. She just she tells you how to do a sleeve cap or a sleeve head. And I did mine out of batting to make it much more dramatic and it just looks so great and I think the same will be true when I make the dress version of ME2016 by, by Butasia Door. And speaking of dramatic sleeves, I'm really excited by Vogue 1940, Vogue 1924 and it reminds me actually of the kind of high drama sleeve that Nikki designed in, um, that Butasia Jadora designed for Nomi 2016, the one that I really like. I've not made this one before, I just got it, but it is a lined Empower Race top um, that has a V-neck bodice with princess seams, a bow, baby hems, I guess they call it, is that like a rolled hem, you think, a baby hem? Invisible zipper at center back and a narrow strap across the upper back. That's for view A, and the same is for view B. Yeah, I'm not gonna add this bow in the front because I'm not, I'm not four. So I will not be adding the bow in the front, but I think I like so many of the other things. Um, I'm really looking forward to trying this. It's an average Vogue, and so um, take your time, read the directions, uh, make a sample if your fabric is expensive, but this is so, so cute. And it's actually making me think about what it might mean to add maybe an extra 12, hmm, maybe an extra 18 inches to the, to the bottom to make it more like a dress, to kind of hack it into a dress, to wear it with leggings and boots. Because if you do the, the long sleeve version of it, I think it could really be something fun for fall. And so that's Vogue 1940. And why we are and while we're on the subject of Vogue patterns and trying to stretch our skills, I think that Vogue pattern, I think it is true that Vogue patterns are the most difficult to sew. They are the ones that require the most um, skill and knowledge of techniques. And um, they were it's funny because my mother, even now, she'll say, "Ugh, Vogue patterns, such a headache. Um, and I think it's because they're kind of futsy, you know, there's a lot of intricate details and things like that. But the dividend, they, the, the work pays off. It's not going to be a wasted effort. When you're doing the things they're asking you to do, 
and you, you know, if the directions are correct, which many of them are, you know, I think that I've only had a couple of major pat- pattern errors. Um, most of the pattern errors I've found have been operator errors, but I've found some pattern errors. But if you read the pattern, as Naomi P. Johnson says, three times before you begin, you don't have to worry about having these kind of errors. And so this shirt that I'm talking about is a shirt dress. And I can tell you, I like a good shirt dress, but it is a fine line between a good shirt dress and what could look like a prison marm outfit from the musical Chicago. And it's this kind of severe, they can be too structured, too severe, too restrictive, um, too much shirt, not enough dress. Does that make sense? And so when I looked at this one, I thought, okay, I think I can do this. I like the collar and cuffs. I'm talking about Vogue 1933. Vogue 1933. This is an advanced or moi, moi facile. I don't speak French very well. My language was Spanish. Um, So, but it's an average Vogue pattern. It is a button front A-line dress, loose fitting through the bust, has dropped shoulders, collar, neckband, patch pocket, which I will omit side slits and ver- in length variations. You can use it with poplin, linen blends, cotton shirting, which I have a lot of. I'm often looking for an easy to wear garment that you can make with woven fabrics. This is one of the reasons I really like quilting cottons. I think that they're fun to sew with. There are some that are especially good, I think, for apparel. And by those, I mean the Ruby Star Society fabrics, um, especially when they were doing the... Um, the 108 wide backs. Remember those? They did. They had those for a while. And it was funny because I was talking to Melody Miller about this and she was like, oh, that, that that's too expensive. We're never doing that again. <laughs> and so, which I can understand because it, it was, oh, it was so gorgeous, y'all. It was like this lightweight sateen and it was 108 inches wide. And of course it's more expensive because the fabric is so wide. But for me, as an apparel sewist, primarily, I was so happy with the quality and quite sad when it became something that was rarer to get. But when you look at this shirt dress here that Vogue has done, the way they're playing with the sleeves, I think is a lot of fun. So for example, if you look at view A, they have the cuffs being oversized. The collar looks pretty standard, but the, the cuffs are very oversized. And for view B, they have this, the under seam for the sleeve is open. So it kind of hangs like a cape type thing. It's really interesting. I don't think I would do that for mine. I think I would button mine up like regular. But what I appreciate is just like with Nikki from um, Butasia Doors pattern, the Nomi, um, Nomi 20, 2046, just like that pattern, this one also has this great opportunity to open up the way you move through the garment. And so it's inspiring me about something, one of the last few patterns that I want to talk about. Um, but I definitely want to do this because I recently purchased quite a few quilting cottons as well as I have some Ankara that I would like to use. And I believe that this pattern would be so great for it. So I'm really excited about it. And that's Vogue 1933. 
We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we will talk about the last few patterns that I want to um, that I want to sew for fall, and that includes um, a new Mimi G from Simplicity. So stay tuned, and y'all, it's pants. So figure out. Let's t- let's come back so you can fig- you can listen to me talk about how on earth I'm gonna get a pair of pants over this big old boot. Stay tuned. The last few big five patterns that I want to talk about all come from simplicity. I'll start with one that I haven't yet made or even I haven't made any of them, but the one that is on the list, but not a super, super top priority is simplicity 9544. This is a shirt dress and I think it's a shirt dress, but it's also a jumpsuit. So let me tell you a bit about it on the back of the pattern. They describe it. On the back of the pattern, they describe it well. They just say Mrs. Dresses and Jumpsuit. So you get a knee length, you get a, uh, I think you get above the knee length, and then you get like below, like a mid-calf length. Somebody, please, write in, leave me a message on um, SpeakPipe on the website that says, Lisa, this is what a T-length dress is. I'd appreciate that because you know what? I got a lot going on here. You know, I'm teaching. I got a broken ankle. I'm like trying to have a podcast. I can't be looking up all the everythings. I need some help. So thank you so much for helping me with that little part. Um, I like this one a lot, even though it has two patch pockets or two um, front pockets on the chest, which I tend not to like. I am curious, do y'all like patch pockets or I don't know if they call these patch pockets but it's a pocket with a button flap on the top it's really nice looking pocket a nice detail you pleat it um, you turn on the raw edges and you install the pocket you also make your um, the pl- the flap for your pocket separately there's going to be two separate um, you need a, a button at the top and then a buttonhole at the bottom or vice versa and so this dress in the photograph looks like it's made from a chalet so it's draping really well but what are you going to do with those pockets? You going to put your phone in there? Is that what you're going to do? You're going to put your phone in there? Your keys? Like, I, I don't understand. I, I'm absolutely, absolutely not making these pockets. I also like the drawstring at the waist. I like the way it brings in some cinching and some shaping. I also like that these sleeves have elasticized hems. That also gives it some shaping. The same is true for the jumpsuit, which I think, again, helps to kind of give it like a nice shape overall. I like feeling kind of held in a bit by my clothes. And so I like to have this clear delineation between the torso and hip. And sometimes the waist can obviously be that. Um, And so this has been interesting to think about with this drawstring. But um, I do find the the pockets um, unfortunate, but not that unfortunate because I don't have to make them. So, um, and I don't think I will, but this is so cute. It's still, it, I even bought this pattern thinking that my, the thing that I like the least on earth, which is wearing a jumpsuit someplace and then having to go into some public toilet and be there with no clothes on because I have to take off my outfit to use the bathroom. I was willing to get past that for this pattern. So we shall see how it goes. This is not something I would wear in the winter, but I do have time to make it now and wear it. And it could be something if I do a mid sleeve would be good for the spring. So that's something to think about. Now, Simplicity 8920 is a new pattern. Um, I'm looking at the trademark um, or the 
not the, the publication date, but you can find the publication dates for your patterns on the back of the envelope flap. Um, I enjoy listing these. Like when I archive my patterns in my database, I'm sure to include the year because it's kind of neat to know, oh, this was published in 2023. This was published in 2021. This was published in, as some of my patterns are, 1997. Um, but this is a really cute, simple, I think, um, dress. It's a knit dress and a shrug. It's kind of like a tube dress. You just pull it up above, above your legs and hips and it just goes right up to your chest. It looks, and then it has kind of a flared bottom. So, but it is definitely form fitting. They ask for you to do stretch knits, like a lightweight ponte, jersey, rib knit, stretch velvet, shutter, can't use stretch velvet, and sweater knits. They also have the pick a knit rule or the measuring gauge on the side of the pattern. The great thing about the pick um, a knit rule is that you're able to take one in four inches of fabric and stretch them by one inch. If you do that, it gives you the percentage that you'll need for your stretch to work. You know, the recovery that you know that fabrics have a variety of degrees of stretch. Sometimes they stretch not at all. Sometimes they stretch 10 or 20 percent, sometimes 70, sometimes 100. Like in the case of swimwear and dancewear, they're very high stretch. This fabric, this this pattern demands or this pattern requires a pattern a fab. This pattern requires a fabric that stretches to 35 percent. I bought some really great fabric um, from African Zesty Couture and I was going to use it for frocktails, which because I broke my ankle, I could not go. So it was tragic. Weep for me. I wept for myself. Um, and before I cut the fabric I got from Grace, I said, well, let me practice it with something else. And fortunate, fortunately, I had some fabric that I had purchased from Los Angeles that was in a, it was not the same pattern at all, at all, but it was the same fabric composition. And that's important because there's no point in making a sample garment that is not going to behave in the same way as your real garment. So I didn't want to just get one of my old favorite cotton lycras, which has much more stretch than what the pattern calls for because the results would not be consistent. So this was true of both Grace's fabric or, and of the fabric that I'm gonna use as a sample. And I, the question was this, the fabric is high stretch. They asked for 35% fabric, stretch fabric. They also require an invisible zipper to go in the middle. And we had a nice robust conversation on Instagram about whether it was worth it to put a zipper in to a stretchy garment. Now, if my fabric was 35%, which is what the fabric, the pattern calls for, I probably would, even though it's against my best judgment, I would probably put a zipper in because that is not a lot of stretch. 35% is not a lot of stretch. I don't think it's enough, at least for me, to comfortably wear as leggings or something like that. I think I like it to have a bit more. The great news is the fabric that I have that I was going to use as a sample is actually 70% stretch. That's seven zero in the percent sign. That is so much stretch. And still 
people were saying, oh, Lisa, you should put a zipper in that. And I'm like, in a 70% stretch garment, y'all, that's like putting a, a zipper in a swimsuit. Why would I want such a thing? Now, because I was too sad mad um, about missing frog tails, I decided not to make the dress or the shrug. I put everything back in the envelope and the fabric is now kind of laying on my cutting table in a ball, <laughs> in a sad ball, because I didn't make the outfit. But I will indeed do it, and I think I have a winter event for 2024 where I, want, where, I will want, where I will want to dress up for, and so I will probably make it for that. Um, and so it will definitely get made, but I do not believe it will get made in 2023. What I'm absolutely hoping does get made in 2023 is actually a simplicity pattern from Mimi G from 2022. I don't know where I was in 2022. Um, but I didn't see this then. And I happened to be at the Joann's with my spouse and I was flipping through the book and they looked over my shoulder and like, oh, that's kind of cool. I was like, yeah, I like that too. And so let me tell you what Mimi's got going on here with this one. It's a Mrs. Jacket, poncho and pants. Um, the suggestive fabrics are poplin, denim, cottons, nylons, um, as well as some pre-quilted fabrics, boiled fleece, boiled wool, well, fleece, boiled wool, rainwear fabric and you could also do number the letter c in knits so a is the poncho rain jacket thing b is the no wait a is the jacket b is the poncho and c are the pants and so the poncho is like a loose fitting unstructured shirt and, I, and as she's currently wearing it she's wearing it over the jacket um, and it looks really cool it's a really nice topper um, it zips in the same way that the jacket itself zips. But what I like about the jacket that she has here is that it has these really cool features on the side. It has grommets where you run a drawstring through. And the way that she has um, styled it um, is really attractive, I think. Um, it has a big pocket in the front and it's big enough to put something in actually right? You could put a phone in there. You totally could. You could put your little keys in there. You could put, you know, some Twix or a Mounds bar in there, you know, regular things. So I was really excited for this. And I think that I might wear it rather than outerwear, make it with a different type of fabric and have it be a, a regular garment rather than like a raincoat or a jacket, because I really like the style of it. The pants are also what are attracting me. They are very wide leg pants that taper at the ankle with elastic. But guess what? I don't have to do that because if I want, well, I might, I might not even actually have to do anything. If I can put the elastic in in such a way that it's wide enough that I can get my boot through there, then I can wear these with my recovery boot, my immobilization boot. So... I think that they're really cute pants in general, and I'm really excited that I'll be able to make something and have these pants um, that will also go really cute with this jacket, and I can still wear them with the boot while I'm in recovery of getting my, of healing my ankle. So that is very exciting for me. I want to end with two independent patterns that I'm excited about. One is, again, for both of these are woven fabrics. Um, they work well with stable woven fabrics. Um, you could you could make them actually out of something that is as light 
as uh, like a rayon or something that is as heavy even as a denim. And so the first one, which is one I'm actually wearing right now, is in the folds. They have a dress called the Rush Cutter. It is a pullover dress. And the way that I finish mine is I finish all the hems and the, and the, the hems at the sleeve and the hems at the skirt with bias tape because I love bias tape and working with bias tape. But you don't have to do that. I really like this style. I've done it before for the summer because you can make it with short sleeves. But the long sleeves, though, it's a bit of an unusual application. They cut. It's like a cut on sleeve with a panel in the middle of the center front bodice closer to the clavicle, that kind of front, that kind of front chesty area, you know, right above the right below your clavicle bones. It is so cute though. And it's easy to wear. And my favorite thing about this, the pockets are intense. The pockets go all the way down to the hem of the dress. I love it so much. I really love it so much that sometimes like for me, pants pockets, sometimes I get frustrated with those. Just the same reason I get frustrated with pants sewing because they get a smile in the front because of my hips and booty and all of that. And the patterns are so hostile. Um, but the dress, you know, you can. And so basically the hostility I'm saying um, about pants comes in the form of the pockets. Right. Like you get I get a smile at the crotch line. My pat my my um, my pant pockets are screaming or yelling. Um, because they won't lie flat, etc. Like all of that is such, it feels like such a rigmarole. Um, I will figure it out. I know I will. Um, but for now, I just rather sew dresses. And the rush, the rush cutter dress is one of my favorites. Um, the I do something different than what they do for the closure because I just wanted something different. I don't really like, I think they might have a loop a button loop closure. And I don't really like those. I can never really get those to work well. I, I do them, but I always feel like oh, this is going to break. Um, and again, maybe it doesn't have that. I'm just working from memory here. But um, I, I was able to add some really wonderful bias tape and then add some snaps. And so it's, it works perfectly well. The last pattern I want to talk about is another independent pattern. And another dress that's easy to wear and it's good with um, both a belt or without a belt. And that is the Naomi shirt dress by C&T Patterns. This is something I've made in the past with a rayon type fabric. And I just got some rayon type fabric from Joann's. And so I think I'm going to use that to make another of the Naomi shirt dresses. It's a really fun dress. It also has an interesting sleeve and um, a, a loose, it's very loose fitting around the chest. Let me tell you a little bit more about the details. The Naomi shirt dress is, well, it's actually the Naomi shirt, um, but I just made it a dress by making it longer. Um, they do have it in AO, um, though the size range is not very large. I think it tops out at a 22. So that I will admit is a problem. Um, the Naomi shirt dress is a relaxed fitting raglan top made for lightweight to midweight woven fabrics. The shirt can easily be styled to serve both smart and casual duties. The unusual seam details elevate the everyday shirt to a one of a kind design. The slight puff sleeves add a delicate touch. The shirt features a classic button up closure, a collar stand with a collar and sleeve cuffs. Um, 
it really is very interesting the way that the sleeve is cut on. I think it is, it's really unusual. Um, and, but it's also like really cute. So I, that is some, that is one of the, those are the things that I will be working on that Naomi shirt and extending it down to be more of a tunic style that I might wear with leggings or probably further down to a dress. And if I do that, then I will add some type of side pockets to it because when I make things for myself that don't have pockets, I usually end up with no pockets and many regret because I'm always patting myself constantly. Like I'm giving myself a, like I'm searching for myself. I am, I'm searching for pockets that I didn't put in there. That's what we have. And thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Stitch Please podcast as I talk with you about my fall sewing plans. Um, I will include links to these patterns in the show notes. No, I don't think I'll include links. I'll include the numbers so that you can look them up and find them yourself. I'm not going to put all the links in there. Y'all, what what did I just say? I broke my ankle. I know you're probably thinking, how long is she going to use that ankle as an excuse? I'm going to use that ankle as an excuse until my tibia restitches itself back together. (laughs) Because what's the difference between a reason and excuse? I don't know. I don't know. You can think of it as an excuse or you can think of it as a reason, but I will list the patterns and their numbers and you can look them up yourself. Um, Thanks again, y'all for tuning into the Stitch Please podcast this week. Stay tuned. We have lots of really great fun episodes coming up, including conversations with um, a fashion designer fresh off the New York Fashion Week and on her way to Paris. Um, We're also talking with great business owners and some wonderful features from the Black Sewing Network which is celebrating its one year anniversary. So stay tuned to the next episode and I'll see you soon. You've been listening to Stitch Please, the official podcast of Black Women Stitch, the sewing group where Black Lives Matter. We appreciate you joining us this week and every week for stories that center Black women, girls, and femmes in sewing. We invite you to join the Black Women's Stitch Patreon community with giving levels beginning at $5 a month. Your contributions help us bring the Stitch Please podcast to you every week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And come back next week and we'll help you get your stitch together. Thank you.